Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, We've been saying a long time here a number of things that broke today. It's basically because, uh, well, let's start with this. This is important. Cut five, Mr. Producer, go. Uh, we have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. Uh, we would like to, but I'm sure the whistleblower has concerns that he has not been advised, as the law requires, by the inspector general or the director of national intelligence, just as to how he is to communicate with Congress. Mm-hmm. That's from September 17th on the Morning Schmo Show. September 13th, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff issued a subpoena to the nation's top intelligence official seeking to force him to turn over a whistleblower complaint that the intelligence community's inspector general has allegedly deemed a matter of urgent concern. The identity of the whistleblower and the nature of the complaint weren't revealed. That's September 13th. The audio was from t- September 17th. The date of the transmission, transmission of, the, uh, of the so-called whistleblower's complaint to Schiff and Burr. The document dated August 12th. You have a copy of it if you want to look it up on, your, on the Internet. That's August 12th, September 13th, September 17th. The timing of this was always... A serious matter. The nature of this was always a serious matter. So when Schiff issued his subpoena, he knew there was a complaint. On the 17th, when he said, we, we have not spoken directly with the whistleblower, a staffer of his certainly had, among others, no doubt. Schiff knew a lot more than he told the American people. Schiff was lying to the American people by omission and by deceit. By omission and deceit. And the New York Times has now reported, but I'll explain to you why the New York Times has reported it and deserve no credit whatsoever. They've now reported the fact of this so-called whistleblower approaching the committee as a way of getting out front of what is incredible piece of information that completely undermines this this entire investigation in this chairman they were in cahoots they worked together they're trying to pretend they didn't but before we get to that last Thursday and what's what happens in talk radio and sometimes on TV is people say I said this and I predicted that I'm not playing that game we're going to play some clips about some of the audio from this show last Thursday. Is it my show or Hannity? My, 
my, one and two are my show. Number three, clip three, is, is I guess Hannity. Not because I want to show you how smart I am, because I want to show you how we analyze things on this program and not just rush through websites and so forth. So when you hear somebody tomorrow say, as I said, they never said anything. Here's Thursday on the radio show right here. Cut one, go. Adam Schiff and his staff and other Democrats are orchestrating this entire thing. I'll call it a leak and coup campaign in coordination with the New York Times and the other media outlets, NBC and so forth. Now we know from the New York Times that a CIA operative is the whistleblower. Now what's amazing, we had a hearing today, right? Where was the whistleblower? We're having a hearing today on what the whistleblower is said to have written. But we don't have the main witness. So the witness can be scrutinized and questioned and cross-examined. Instead, we have Adam Schiff and the other Schiffless crowd on the committee telling we, the people, how tremendous this whistleblower is, how brave and courageous this whistleblower is. I'm like, well, who the hell is he or she? How do you know? How he's patriotic or she's patriotic, noble, righteous, outstanding. Also, last Thursday, radio show, Cut to Go. So I've been around a while, ladies and gentlemen. I figured Adam Schiff knows exactly who this whistleblower is. And so did his staff. Adam Schiff knows exactly who this whistleblower is. And so does his staff. Because he's been working with the whistleblower and his lawyer. That's how. If you look at the date of the letter that was sent to Richard Burr and Adam Schiff, it's dated August 12, 2019. That's several weeks ago. You'll also notice that Sean Davis, the founder of the Federalist, points out that many of the news articles cited by the CIA operative, the so-called whistleblower who has first-hand knowledge of nothing, are news articles that were cited by Adam Schiff. And so, as he points out, and he's right, when you look at the phony Russia collusion issue and the FISA matters, the leaks came out of the FBI, then the FBI cited the articles that they were responsible for. Adam Schiff is doing exactly the same thing. Adam Schiff should release his phone records. His staff should release their phone records. I'm accusing them of leaking. Now prove me wrong. And this cut three also, by the way, from last Thursday's radio show. Go ahead. There's been a question that has perplexed a number of people. Why would Nancy Pelosi call for a formal impeachment inquiry 24 hours before the release of the actual transcript? Because they had the CIA operatives documented information. It didn't matter what the transcript said. They had this guy's document, which interpreted the phone call. That's why they didn't have to wait for the transcript. And yet the transcript is really quite innocent. But the CIA operative's description of what took place is far more, quote-unquote, damaging. So Nancy Pelosi didn't have to wait for the transcript. They had the rogue CIA operative's information. That's why she didn't wait. That's why she, in her own mind, figured the transcript 
was helpful, or at least it wasn't hurtful. That's why they're trying to reinterpret what's, what's in the transcript to get it to comport with what this rogue CIA operative had to say. All right, that was last Thursday on the radio show. Last Thursday on the radio show. Now, I want you to go to last Thursday night on Hannity. Cut four, go. This is, we're told, August 12th, the rogue CIA agent's complaint. It's dated August 12th. It's to Richard Burr in the Senate and Adam Schiff in the House. If the date is correct, that means Adam Schiff has had this for many weeks. First of all, as a practicing lawyer, I went through this. And I can tell you that a CIA agent who is a policy guy for Ukraine can't write something like this. This is a legal brief. This was vetted through lawyers, and I want to know who wrote this. I want to know who participated in writing this. I want to know who this man spoke to, every single one of them. Now, I'm live again, and you'll recall on Fox and Friends Sunday, I repeated much of this. Now, let us see how Stephen Colbert and Meghan McCain and all the other crackpot morons out there treat this. Watch how they spin. Watch how they spin. Now, when we come back, I want to read to you what the New York Times had to say about this. You'll see that they provide the information and they do all they possibly can to protect Mr. Schiff, the so-called whistleblower, so-called whistleblower's lawyers, and how this is an effort to get out front, to put out the bad news for the Democrats and Mr. Schiff, but then to spin it. And I sure as hell hope the Republicans are smart enough to deal with this. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The New York Times, Mark, they're always attacking the New York Times. Well, listen. Listen to what they're Julian Barnes, Michael Schmidt, Matthew Rosenberg. Why do they need three people to write an article all the time? That's why they go broke. The Democratic head of the Intelligence House Intelligence Committee, Representative Alan Schiff of California, learned about the outlines of a CIA officer's concerns that President Trump had abused his power days before the officer filed a whistleblower complaint 
according to a spokesman and current and former American officials. Current and former American officials. Now, I read something like that, and if you've read on Freedom of the Press, you know how this works. You have to try and decipher this stuff, because what they try to do is utterly mislead you and lie to you. Let's continue. The early account by the future whistleblower shows how determined he was. Now he's a hero. To make known his allegations that Mr. Trump asked Ukraine's government to interfere on his behalf in the 2020 election. That's not what happened. Let me repeat that. The early account by the future whistleblower shows how determined he was. Now they state this as a fact. To make known his allegations that Mr. Trump asked Ukraine's government to interfere on his behalf in the 2020 election. That's not what the transcript says. It also explains how Mr. Schiff knew to press for the complaint when the Trump administration initially blocked lawmakers from seeing it. Before going to Congress, the CIA officer had a colleague convey his accusations to the agency's top lawyer. Concerned about how that avenue for airing his allegations was unfolding, the officer then approached a House Intelligence Committee aide, alerting him to the accusation against Mr. Trump. In both cases, the original accusation was vague. Now, following this? So he didn't like how it was going with the uh, CIA. So he goes around the CIA and he goes to the House Intelligence Committee, alerting them to his accusation. But the accusation was vague. The House staff member, this would be a shift staff member. Ultimately, he's the chairman of the committee. They work for him. The House staff member following the committee's procedures, again, see how the New York Times writes this, suggested the officer find a lawyer to advise him and file a whistleblower complaint. Now, we know the lawyer that he found was a lawyer who had worked for Schumer and Hillary Clinton. The aide shared some of what the officer conveyed to Mr. Schiff. The aide shared some of what the officer conveyed to Mr. Schiff. Who is the aide? Exactly what was shared with Mr. Schiff, and to whom else was it shared? The aide did not share the whistleblower's identity with Mr. Schiff, an official said. Why not? Mr. Producer, why wouldn't Schiff's aide... Go up to Schiff and say, hey, look, this is what this guy has, and this is who he is. I don't believe that at all, do you? Like other whistleblowers, this is a quote, like other whistleblowers have done before and since under Republican and Democratic-controlled committees, the whistleblower contacted the committee for guidance on how to report possible wrongdoing within the jurisdiction of the intelligence community, said Patrick Boland, a spokesman for Mr. Schiff. That's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. You go online, you produce the form that's online, you follow the directions that are provided online for filing a complaint as a quote-unquote whistleblower. That's what you do. You don't run to the House Intelligence Committee. See my point, Rich? Why would you run to the House Intelligence Committee? Unless you're trying to convey information to one of the most loathsome, radical, 
liars in the House of Representatives who has as his life's mission to destroy the president of the United States. Why would you go there? You're a CIA operative. Why wouldn't you follow the procedures that are provided on the Internet? And so this is disinformation being provided here by the New York Times via Mr. Schiff's spokesman. Let me read it again. Like other whistleblowers have done before and since under Republican and Democratic controlled committees, the whistleblower contacted the committee for guidance on how to report possible wrongdoing within the jurisdiction of the intelligence community. They should have referred him to the website. In his whistleblower complaint, the officer said Mr. Trump pressured, and then they go on to regurgitate an interpretation of a complaint that we can read ourselves, and we do not need three reporters at the New York Slimes to interpret it for us. The whistleblower's decision, it says later, to offer what amounted to an early warning to the Intelligence Committee's Democrats is also sure to thrust Mr. Schiff even more forcefully into the center of the controversy. Now, I need to slow down here with you. He went to warn the committee Democrats an early warning as to what he was doing. The New York Times just blew it. It blew it for this so-called whistleblower and this entire process. You understand? He didn't go to the committee because he was confused about the process, which is what Mr. Schiff's guy says. Whistleblower contacted the committee for guidance on how to report possible wrongdoing within the jurisdiction of the intelligence community. That's, pay attention, Republicans on the Hill, I'm educating you. That's what Mr. Schiff's spokesman says. But later on, the New York Times gives it up by accident. The whistleblower's decision to offer what amounted to an early warning to the intelligence committee's Democratic Democrats. And remember, the inspector general, whatever he is, whomever he is, the inspector general said that this guy was a partisan. He went to the committee Democrats to tip them off about what he was doing. And you know what they told him, folks? They told him how to wrap himself in the whistleblower statue. That's what they did. That's what they did. And now... You have fools like Grassley. Oh, you know, we don't really want to pierce the veil there. We don't want to know his identity there. You know, we're going to undermine the whistleblower process, you know, over there. Uh, Yes, we will. More on this. Stick with me. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, 
mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers and Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot Hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. Let's continue with this, because it helps you and hopefully the rest of America understand exactly what's taking place here. This is a setup. This has always been a setup. And so the CIA operative has wrapped himself in the whistleblower statute. And you've heard morons like Grassley and others say, Oh, you can't get his identity. You can't question the guy because it'll undermine the whistleblower system. Don't you understand that him doing what he did undermines the whistleblower system? Don't you understand, Mr. Grassley, that those who had firsthand knowledge didn't file a whistleblower complaint? They didn't go to the House Committee, Intelligence Committee, Democrats? Don't you understand what's taking place, Mr. Grassley? Or any of the other knuckleheads there on the Senate side? They're about to impeach a president of the United States. Doesn't that matter to these people? Are they ever going to step the hell up? So this spokesman for Schiff, who's as sleazy as Schiff, as you can imagine, Patrick Boland, he says here that the whistleblower contacted the committee for guidance on how to report possible wrongdoing within the jurisdiction of the intelligence community, even though that intelligence is online, with very specific directions and a form to fill out, which is eventually what he did with the assistance of counsel. That's not why he contacted the committee. The New York Times later explains why, but they don't mean to explain why. The whistleblower's decision to offer what amounted to an early warning to the Intelligence Committee's Democrats is also sure to thrust Mr. Schiff even more forcefully into the center of the controversy. Yes, it is. But they're trying to protect him by getting it out there first. Schiff can say, we knew they would try and spin this and politicize it, these Republicans and the Trump people. Yes. Mr. Schiff's aides followed procedures involving the CIA officer's accusation, Mr. Boland said, same spokesman. They referred the CIA officer to an inspector general and advised him to seek legal counsel. The partisan CIA agent that was confessed to by the Inspector General, and I'm not impressed with this Inspector General, but nonetheless, he puts that in a statement. Who goes to the Democrats in the House Intelligence Committee? Now, I would ask Mr. Boland, because apparently the New York Times didn't, but I'm not done with this article. Mr. Boland, did you share this information with the ranking Republican on the House Intelligence Committee? Representative Collins of Georgia. Did you tell him? And Mr. Schiff was running around saying, we have never spoken to the whistleblower. That wasn't true, was it? We is plural last time I checked. 
Well, clearly a staff from the House Intelligence Committee did, and information was passed to Mr. Schiff. Now you know why I had this all figured out. I mean, because you don't have to be a brain surgeon. I had this figured out Thursday, maybe Wednesday, and I conveyed it to you. This is why Nancy Pelosi went to the podium and announced, (laughs) and she announced like a fascistic dictator, I have decided that we're going to go ahead (laughs) with a formal House impeachment inquiry. (laughs) You can't do that. Sure I can. (laughs) And everybody's, well, she didn't even have the transcript of the phone call. But they knew about the contents of the complaint. They knew what the whistleblower so-called had told the committee. And now we're going to get the tip of, well, how do you know this? And how do you know that? Because I have an IQ over seven, which most of you on the left don't. Mr. Schiff never saw any part of the complainer, knew precisely what the whistleblower would deliver, Mr. Boland said. Well, folks, we know he saw the complaint. On August 12th, the complaint was sent to the committee. He means before that August 12th date. But he knew what the whistleblower so-called had in mind because the whistleblower so-called conveyed that to a committee staffer who then conveyed it to Mr. Schiff. You see, these are the people who need to be under oath. These are the people who need to be subpoenaed. These are the people who need to be sworn in for their testimony under penalty of perjury. These are the people whose phone records need to be known. And I expect the Republicans now to finally step the hell up. And what should happen is they should be filing an ethics complaint, at a minimum, against Mr. Schiff. The gloves are off, the brass knuckles are on, boys and girls of Capitol Hill. Quote, at no point did the committee review or receive the complaint in advance, said Patrick Boland. But they knew information, they knew enough information to tell him to tell him to go to the inspector general and to tell him to seek legal counsel, what exactly did the so-called whistleblower tell them? We need to know now the name of the committee staff or staffers. We need to know whom among the staffers were informed of this information. We need to know what Mr. Schiff knew exactly and with whom Mr. Schiff shared it including the Speaker of the House. Hey, boys and girls on Capitol Hill, I'm telling you how to run a damn investigation. Mr. Bolin said the committee received the complaint the night before releasing it publicly last week and noted that came three weeks after the administration was legally mandated to turn it over the... We're not interested in that, pal. We want to know what took place on the committee. The future whistleblower went to Mr. Schiff's committee after he grew concerned about the first investigation he had touched off. The CIA officer, you see, this is being leaked by Schiff and his committee. This is what I told you. There's a reason why this is in the New York Times. Not to get Schiff, but to help Schiff. Because it's eventually going to come out. Why? Honestly, because I've been pounding this all over TV. And my appearance on Fox and Friends Sunday was all over the place. And I would just tell my friend Ed, this is what you do 
to get information. I'm not a reporter, but this is what you have to do. You have to shake the trees, see what falls out of the leaves. The future whistleblower went to Mr. Schiff's committee after he grew concerned about the first investigation he had touched off. Oh, do tell. Well, they do. The CIA officer first had a colleague take his concerns in vague form to the CIA's general counsel, Courtney Simmons Elwood. What? Who began a preliminary inquiry by contacting a deputy White House counsel, alerting the White House that complaints were coming from the CIA. Now they're going to turn this, you see. It's going to be Trump's fault. It's going to be Trump's fault. As CIA and White House lawyers began following up on the complaint, the CIA officer became nervous, according to a person familiar with the matter. This is either a leak by his lawyer or by committee staff. He learned that John Eisenberg, a deputy White House counsel and the legal advisor and national security advisor, was among those scrutinizing his initial allegation. This is an attempt at explaining why he had to go to the committee. I had no choice. Everybody was against me. Here I am, minding my own business. I'm a CIA agent at the White House, minding my own business, collecting information about this phone call, trying to access the transcript, but they moved it to a safe and secure place so I couldn't read it. Trying to get information from people with first-hand knowledge. Even though I'm a partisan, it doesn't mean I'm a partisan. I've got to get the information. And nobody will listen. And, and, I, and, and look, they're talking to the White House. Oh, my God. And the CIA. Well, look how they're handling this. i got to get help. Where should I go? Oh. I'll go to Adam Schiff's staff. Of course. They'll help me. I'll go to Adam Schiff's staff. Why not? So CIA and White House lawyers began following up on the complaint. The CIA officer became nervous, according to a person familiar with the matter. His lawyer, he learned that John Eisenberg, a deputy White House counsel, and the legal advisor to the National Security Advisor, was among those scrutinizing his initial allegation. Contacts of the National Security Council had also told the CIA officer that the White House lawyers had authorized records of Mr. Trump's call with Zelensky to be put in a highly classified computer system. So now... They're leaking like hell before he testifies in a week or two. They're leaking like hell, so all these so-called journalists can start spinning now. All the phony former federal prosecutors can start spinning now. And so the Democrats can develop their defenses. Meaning that the lawyers who are now helping the CIA investigate the officers' allegations were the same ones implicated in them. The officers alleged the White House aide's decision to store the call records more restrictively was itself an abuse of the system. I had to go to Schiff's office. And I had to wrap myself in a whistleblower status and complaint. Sir, you didn't have any knowledge of it. No, no, you don't understand. I'm courageous. What happened next? Well, let's look at the New York Times. The CIA officer decided the complaint he had brought to Ms. Elwood, the general counsel, was at risk of being swept aside, prompting him to go to the lawmakers who conduct oversight of the intelligence agents. I had nowhere else to go. 
I tried. I had nowhere else to go. He followed the advice of Mr. Schiff's aide and filed his complaint to Mr. Atkinson, the Inspector General. And though Mr. McGuire, the Acting Deputy National Intelligence Director, blocked him from forwarding it to Congress, he did allow Mr. Atkinson to notify lawmakers of his existence. The poor man was blocked at every turn. He had all kinds of newspaper articles and secondhand information that he wanted to turn over to the House Intelligence Committee, and Mr. Schiff in specific. Unbelievable news stories that he dug out. Unbelievable. What? Oh, yes, yes. The complaint was filed in consultation with a lawyer official. said, oh, Mark, you're batting a thousand. You should be playing for the Yankees. The intelligence community whistleblower followed the advice of legal counsel from the beginning, said Andrew Backhadge. Now, Backhadge, of course, worked for Schumer and Clinton. The lead counsel for the whistleblower, the laws and processes have been followed. Well, by God. Filing a complaint when the inspector general gave the whistleblower added protections against reprisals. Also allowed him to legally report on classified information. White House Intelligence Committee members are allowed to receive classified whistleblower complaints while House Committee are. are. They're not allowed to make such complaints public, according to a former official. By the time the whistleblower filed his complaint, Mr. Schiff and his staff knew at least vaguely what it contained. Vaguely. Vaguely. My God. Thank the good Lord for this CIA agent. If we didn't have a rogue spy at the White House, a partisan rogue spy, gathering information, trying to hunt down the transcript, sharing information, vaguely of course, with Mr. Schiff in the House Intelligence Committee, where would we be today? Where would we be today? We must get rid of this lawless president. We must get rid of him. And this man, this noble whistleblower, who's a patriot, is courageous, is worthy of a ticker tape parade. They know we should know his identity, but they're going to force his identity out. Force his identity out. My God. What will happen to him? What will happen to him? You know, they talk about Russian interference in the election. This is twice now. The Obama administration, using the FBI and intelligence agencies and the Department of Justice and the FISA courts, as well, of course, the media, to try and destroy the Trump candidacy and the Trump presidency. They failed in the Russia collusion, but they made a hell of a shot at it. And now this, a phony Ukraine scandal, where we have this rogue spy in the White House, collecting information, trying to see the transcript. That's how he knew it was in another place. Colluding. Essay colluding? Colluding. With Schiff and his staff. And the Republicans didn't know it because Schiff didn't tell them. America didn't know it because Schiff didn't tell us during his hearings. This is a deeply, deeply grave issue. I will be right back. Mark Lovin. 
You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. Stick with me. Stick with me. I know what I'm doing here. Been involved in many investigations. Iran-Contra matter and others. I know what I'm doing here. So the breaking news tonight, regardless of what Cable America says, and the rest of the frauds and the hate freedom of the press media, the headline is, Adam Schiff lied to the American people. And Adam Schiff and his committee got a heads up from the CIA operator before he filed his complaint. Another headline would be the Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee, the staffers, help the whistleblower file his complaint by giving him guidance on how to do so, telling him to contact the Inspector General and to get a lawyer. Now the whistleblower, so-called, went around the CIA went around the usual processes. And that process, by the way, for filing a whistleblower complaint is on the computer. It's on their site. All you have to do is pull it up. They have a form. All you have to do is fill it out. And, of course, he checked the box that said he had first-hand information, when he didn't. And we know, despite the protestations from the Inspector General, that they changed it. From first-hand knowledge to include second-hand knowledge. Gee, did they change it to include newspaper articles? I guess we can all file whistleblower complaints. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. 
Bonnie Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. See, by wrapping himself in the whistleblower statute, you get stories like that. This is Roll Call, another left-wing rag from Capitol Hill, dated today. Donald Trump on Tuesday said he wants to interview, quote-unquote, the whistleblower who prompted House Democrats to launch a formal impeachment inquiry, but federal laws offer the intelligence community official protection, and polls show the president's attempts to discredit that person are failing. During a morning-long tweet blitz, Trump asked, why aren't we entitled to interview and learn everything about the whistleblower? This is my point, too. And also the person who gave all the false information to him. This is simply about a phone conversation. They couldn't have been nicer, warmer, or better, he said. The headline is, Trump disregards whistleblower protections as polls turn against him on impeachment. So you see, this guy needs to be protected. He needs to be protected for his sleazy conduct, for his spying, for his effort. To overthrow a president. He needs to be protected, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that clever? Isn't that something? And he's got Charles Grassley in his corner. Oh, yeah. And not just Grassley. A handful of Republicans. Like that idiot King Zed. What is his name? I can't get Adam uh, Kingsinger. Guys like that. Oh. And then we have Trump lashes out. And in tweet storm, see, because there's something wrong with Trump. Just because they're issuing all these subpoenas to try and destroy the man, his family, and his businesses. Just because they put him through a special counsel investigation. Just because he wakes up every morning and goes to bed every night being attacked and trashed and undermined every step of the way. Just because they seek to impeach him. There he's lashing out. Can't lash out? No. Lashing out? My goodness. He's defending himself. Which is every damn one of us would do. Well, let's take a listen to some of what the president had to say, shall we? At the press conference with the president of Finland. Finland. Oh, thank goodness. Cut six, go. There is a report that came out just before you and President Inishto walked out here that the whistleblower met with a staff member of Adam Schiff prior oh, I love to that question. being filed. It shows that Schiff is a fraud. And I, I love that question. Thank you, John. So can I finish asking? Yes, there's nothing to finish. Uh, so, so the whistleblower, according to this report, met with a member of, sta- of uh, Adam Schiff's staff. You've got it right there. You know it. I hate to say it's the New York Times. I can't believe they wrote it. Your, your response to the Maybe fact they're getting that, better. Your response to the fact that that happened and that Schiff may have learned some of what the whistleblower knew prior to the complaint. Well, I think it's a scandal that he knew before. I go a step further. I think he probably helped write it. Okay? That's what the word is. And I think it's, uh, I give a lot of respect for the New York Times for putting it out. Just happened as I'm walking up here, they handed it to me. And I said to Mike, I said, whoa, that's something. That's big stuff. That's a big story. He knew long before, and he helped write it, too. It's a scam. It's a scam. Just to finish on this, I appreciate it. I love that second question, by the way. Should have asked it first. <laughs> but but l- let me just tell you, 
The whole thing is a scam. The Mueller deal was a scam. The Russian collusion was a scam. You can ask Putin. Nobody's been rougher on Russia than Donald Trump. Okay? Now, with that being said, it would be great to get along with Russia. And we will get along with Russia because it's smart. But nobody's been tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. Okay. Now, here are the headlines in a site called Mediate. Now, why do I focus on this site? Because this site was founded by Dan Abrams. He is the legal analyst over at ABC News. And you would think a legal analyst in a news organization would at least attempt to pretend that they have some objectivity, but not anymore. The legal analysts, like all the others, are out of the closet. Now, as I reported the other day, yes, reported, Dan Abrams, legal analyst, ABC News, his sister was appointed to a federal judgeship in the Southern District of New York by Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. And that sister is married to an individual, that would be Dan Abrams' brother-in-law, who served on the staff of Robert Mueller, the special counsel. Now, there's an appearance of a conflict of interest, and in fact, there is a conflict of interest, but this is how this incestuous media operate. He's not a legal analyst, he's just an analyst. May I say, with all due respect. And so over at Media, here's some of the headlines, not all, but some. Let's see here. Trump tweets out Nickelback meme amidst escalating impeachment crisis. Jake Tapper, a president in clear crisis. Jake Tapper reacts after Trump presser ends with a brutal shot at CNN. Shepard Smith stunned by Trump's tone. Rhetoric at wild press conference. It feels like things have changed. Trump administration reportedly used an unaware Vice President Pence to pressure Ukraine in investigating corruption. MSNBC's Howard Feynman goes off on would-be dictatorial leader Trump. He says, I am the state. And it goes on and on and on. Very sick over there. Who's the goofball that runs the thing? And he looks like a goofball, in addition to actually being one. Caleb somebody, rather? Caleb Hall or Howell or something? Caleb... Caleb Howell. I think it's Caleb. I think it's something like that. I, I, I think so. Maybe Mr. Howell. Remember Mr. Howell, Mr. Producer? Yes, Gilligan's Island. Well, Mediate is one big Gilligan's Island. But this is how they report it. It's Trump's fault. Trump's fault that Adam Schiff didn't tell the American people The guy is all over the media. This is exactly why I said on Fox and Friends Sunday, why don't you ask, who is the whistleblower? Well, you know, I've asked uh, about secondhand information. I didn't ask that. Who's the whistleblower? We want to know everything about the whistleblower. He's going to take out a president. We're the people of the United States. We have every right to know. Don't we? I think we do. President Trump, cut seven, go. The three House intelligence, the three House committees that are looking into the impeachment inquiry gave notice today that they will be sending a subpoena to the White House for documents and, and other materials. Will you cooperate? Now, with let's those? stop right there. These guys are hooked on subpoenas like a crackhead is hooked on crack. 
There are subpoenas and there are subpoenas. If you're subpoenaing the White House in a way which the White House must assert executive privilege to protect the office of the presidency, they're not going to get the information. Well, that's an impeachable offense, I say. That's an impeachable offense. President of the United States can't stand up for the office of the presidency. But you see, here's the thing. Schiff, Pelosi, Nadler, all the same ilk. They know that their base is so stupid that executive privilege, separation of power, they, they won't understand that. No, no, no. Tax the rich, redistribute wealth, free health care, free school, eliminate your love. That they understand. But separation of powers in the office of the presidency, no. They're never going to understand that. It's just two levels too smart. And so they, they resort to... You know, they're shooting from the hip logic. Well, we're going to add that to the impeachment stuff. We're going to add that to impeach. Go ahead. I always cooperate. This is a hoax. This is the greatest hoax. This is just a continuation of what's been playing out, John, for the last, uh, since my election, I would say, if you want to probably, we'll find out soon, but probably even before my election. Uh, This is a, a fraudulent crime on the American people. But we'll work together with Shifty Shift and uh, Pelosi and all of them, and we'll see Really, it'll be Shifty Pelosi, I think. Don't you think, Mr. Producer? She's pretty shifty, too. Go ahead. Uh, we did absolutely... I had a great call with the president of Ukraine. It was 100%. You have the transcript. And then uh, Schiff went up, and he got, as the chairman of the committee, got up and... Uh, related a call that didn't take place. He made up the language. I, hard to believe. Nobody's ever seen this. I think he had some kind of a mental breakdown. Yes, yes. But he went up to the microphone and he read a statement from the President of the United States as if I were on the call. Because what happened is when he looked at the sheet, which was an exact transcript of my call, done by very talented people that do this, exact, word for word, he said, wow, he didn't do anything wrong. So he made it up. Well... Mr. Schiff should be censured by the House of Representatives. I see Kevin McCarthy, day late, dollar short, but we'll take it. Said enough is enough. He wants to join in an effort, a resolution to censure Adam Schiff. But Mark, they're in the minority. It doesn't matter. You fight. I hope Mitch McConnell's paying attention to everything that's taking place. Well, I'm paying attention. Bipartisanship. All right, pay attention, Mitch. You better not hold some drawn-out kind of trial based on all this that's taking place. This is utterly illegitimate. And I'll return to what I said early on. Now everybody's saying it. That's fine. You needed an original vote from the House of Representatives, all the members, to have an official impeachment inquiry. That's what happened with the House, with Andrew Johnson. That's what happened with the House, with Richard Nixon. That's what happened with the House, with Bill Clinton. That's not what happened this time. This is an illegitimate process. This is a Democrat Party impeachment inquiry for the purposes of a coup. That's what it is. It's a Democrat. Don't tell me the, the uh, and you listen to these reporters. The Intelligence Committee issued subpoenas. The Intelligence Committee issued nothing. The Democrats on the Intelligence Committee issued it. The Republicans don't even know about it until they read about it in the newspaper. Because by not having a full vote on the floor of the House, the Republicans have no ability to influence subpoenas, to even call witnesses. 
which is exactly what they did in the prior three cases. They can't call witnesses. They have no control over depositions. They have no control over subpoenas. So don't tell me the House of Representatives is conducting a formal impeachment inquiry. And I'm sure we'll read all about this in the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. All the low IQ buffoons that, that dress up as journalists over at CNN and MSNBC. Oh, yeah. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. focusing on, well, what exactly did you mean when you said you wanted the Ukrainians to look into the Biden situation? Mr. Mr. Am I missing something? I guess he meant he wanted the Ukrainians to look into the Biden situation. No, 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 but what did you mean by that? Looking into the situation, the Bidens. What did you want them to do? I'm hearing this now. Well, I wanted them to look into the Biden and said, well, what did you mean by that? The extent of idiocy in the media cannot be fully comprehended. It just can't. Here's the president again. Cut nine. Am I on nine or eight? Cut eight. Go. He went up to a microphone and in front of the American people and in Congress. Shift. He went out and he... He gave a whole presentation of words that the president of the United States never said. It has to be a criminal act. It has to be. And he should resign. And some people even say it was treason. But it was a very sad I, thing. I wonder if Bill Weld thinks so. Go ahead. Just so you know, the call was perfect, the real call, the call I made. Uh, many people were on the line. I knew that uh, because usually when I speak to foreign uh, country leaders, uh, you can name any one of them, but when I speak on the phone, I know that we have many people listening from various intelligence agencies. My knowledge, I know all about it. And so this isn't something like, oh, gee, I'm on the line. Let's talk about a big secret. This is many people on the line. I don't even know how many. We'll find out, I guess. But many people might come. So we have a new rule, ladies and gentlemen, a new rule in America. If you're a Democrat and you're running 
for office or you're thinking about running for office, you cannot be investigated. If you're a Republican, you must always be investigated. Running, not running, president, post-presidency. But if you're a Democrat and you're running for president, you must never be investigated. Oh, even more. And if you're a Democrat and you ran for president and lost, in your retirement, you must never be investigated, like Hillary. So you're not to be investigated. If you're running for office or in office and your name is Biden, or you're out of office, but for things you did while you're in office and your name is Clinton, but when it comes to Trump, nonstop investigations, perfectly fine. Before, during, after, whatever. Whatever. Cut nine. Go. Look, Biden and his son are stone-cold crooked. And you know it. His son walks out with millions of dollars. The kid knows nothing. You know it, and so do we. Go ahead, ask a question. The the question, sir, was what did you want President Zelensky to do about Vice President Biden and his son, Hunter? Well, I wanted him to look into it. Oh, look into it. My God. Look into it? What do you mean? Well, Biden said he fired. No, you actually wanted them to look into this? I mean, we have four Democrat senators, one of whom said, you better not look into this. And we had three of whom who said earlier, you better look into Trump. But Mr. President, you're saying you wanted them to look into this? That surely must be an impeachable offense. Go ahead. Are you talking to me? Yeah, it was just a follow-up of what I just asked you, sir. Listen, you ready? We have the president of Finland. Ask him a question. I have one for him. I just wanted to follow up on the one that I asked you, which was, what did you hear me? Did you hear me? Ask him a question. I I will. I've given you a long answer. Ask (laughs) this gentleman a question. Don't be rude. No, sir, I don't want to be rude. I just wanted you to have a chance to answer the question that I asked you. I've answered everything. Well, let me help the uh, reporter. He is a reporter, isn't he? Or was he a homeless guy who snuck in? It's a very, very penetrating question. When you said, Mr. President, that you wanted Ukrainians to look into the Biden situation, what did you mean by that? Am I speaking English? Do I need somebody to do the hand speaking? Am I speaking? No, no, no. Boy, these people are stupid. It's unbelievable. And now, and now today, I mean, he wouldn't answer the question. Wouldn't answer the question. So here we have Adam Schiff caught red-handed. Here we have Joe Biden caught red-handed. Here we have his son caught red-handed. But it's Trump who should be impeached. Trump. I'll be right back. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day. Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. 
Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. For the conservative media, dive in now, 877-381-3811. Trust me, what I say here tonight will be repeated tomorrow. Simply no question about that. It's okay. It's enforced compliance season, you know. If you owe the IRS, you need to take action. Because the IRS can garnish your paycheck, seize your bank account, and put a lien on your home. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Optima Tax Relief while you have options. And they've resolved over a billion dollars in tax debt for folks just like you. Optima steps between you and the IRS, fighting on your behalf to help stop the demand letters and aggressive collection actions so you can get back your life. No one is more skilled at solving these tough IRS problems than Optima Tax Relief. Call now and ask about the Fresh Start Initiative. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. And if you qualify, you can save thousands of dollars. I'm telling you, this is the group. They're the best. They've been a sponsor for years, and there's a reason for it. You deserve a fresh start. Call Optima now for your free consultation, 800-499-6300. Some restrictions apply, but for complete details, please visit Optima Tax Relief. Now, Barr is under attack. Pompeo's under attack. Trump is under attack. This is constant. Endless. Barr's under attack, and much of the reason Pelosi and her Politburo is in a hurry is to try and neutralize the report by this U.S. Attorney Durham in Connecticut that he's working on, and of course the Inspector General's report on the FISA. Say, oh well, ho-hum, who cares? And also, this is an effort to undermine all that will be found in the 2016 election. Among the Democrats, the Obama administration, and Obama's uh, various departments and agencies. Now, you're seeing, in the case of Pompeo, they're calling him a fact witness because he sat in on the phone call with the president and the president of Ukraine. A fact witness. A fact witness to what? We already have a transcript put together by monitors who were taking notes during the course of the conversation and put together their notes as they always have for this president and past presidents. So it's a fact witness to what? Would the president have some M&Ms during the course of the phone call or maybe a cup of coffee or what? Fact witness to what? So that's absurd. Then we have uh, subpoenas for five State Department employees. Now, many of these are disgruntled appointees who this administration moved out. And they know that. In other words, Democrats and Obamaites or civil servants. And so, they want to get whatever information they can out of them. 
to use it without scrutiny, without cross-examination, depositions. Depositions. And on top of that, they say, look, we want, uh, we want people to appear, give depositions behind closed doors, at least initially. They're not allowed to have any administration lawyers, and they bypass the usual process of going through uh, the processes that exist for State Department employees and Congress and so forth. So what the Democrat impeachment inquiry is about is burning down all institutions, all processes, all procedures <coughs> in the pursuit of Donald Trump and the reversal of the 2016 election. It is they who are interfering with a criminal investigation. It is they who are interfering with Barr and the U.S. Attorney from Connecticut. That is what they are doing. Moreover, I already said that the Republican House members have no role in choosing witnesses, no role in subpoenas, no role in determining depositions, none. If there had been a a vote on the House for an official impeachment inquiry, they would have a role, as there was a role for the minority in the prior three times this took place involving a president. So this is all planned. And if you weren't listening to this program, you wouldn't know, because I'm digging into this stuff. And then they think they've uh, figured out that uh, they should issue a slew of subpoenas for information they know they can't get, information that no court would direct a president to turn over because of separation of powers. So the president will undoubtedly assert executive privilege from time to time, and the media will say that's a cover-up, and then the Democrats will say it's a cover-up, and the Democrats will say it's a cover-up, then the media will say it's a cover-up, and they're going to add that, you see, to their impeachable offenses. You want to know what the Stalinist era was like for innocent people? This is what it was like. And the media jumped right in, our Stalinist media. Interfering now with the investigation of 2016. Who knows who's rep- what reporters' names might pop up. But that's precisely what they're doing. So we're not going to get to the bottom of anything. Now Adam Schiff, he comes to the defense of the whistleblower who his committee knew about. Let's take a look at uh, cut 11. Go ahead. The whistleblower has the right in the statute to remain anonymous, uh, and we uh, will do everything in our power to make sure that that whistleblower is protected, that that whistleblower's um, uh, preferences in terms of their anonymity are respected. Uh, and let's, let's not make any mistake here. The president wants to make this all about the whistleblower and suggest people that come forward with evidence of his wrongdoing are somehow treasonous uh, and should be treated as traitors and spies. Um, This is a blatant effort to intimidate witnesses. Uh, It's an incitement to violence. Um, And I would hope... There's 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 no incitement to violence. That's Antifa. That's your side. That's the attack on those kids, though, in the mall from Covington, Kentucky. That's your side. There's nobody's inciting violence. You are a, a really disgusting buffoon, Schiff. You really are. 
You really, I don't know how you live with yourself. Maybe that's the thing. You do live with yourself. This guy represents uh, areas in and outside Los Angeles. But it's unbelievable. Witness intimidation. So the president can't defend himself. They wrap this guy in the whistleblower statute. They tell him how to get wrapped up in the whistleblower statute. We now all know all this is going on. So as this guy is holding his press conference, he continues to conceal the fact that certain individuals on his committee had contact with the whistleblower and that he had the general vague understanding of what the whistleblower was going to complain about. Why is there a general vague understanding? The whistleblower went to the Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee. Let's go to cut 12. Go ahead. The other thing I want to underscore, though, is um, what the whistleblower has set out that is within our power to this date to confirm. We see confirmed in that call record. The president can attack the whistleblower rhetorically all the president wants. It doesn't change the fact that the record of that call shows the president of the United States in the same conversation, indeed immediately after the Ukraine president asked for more military help, the president of the United States asked that leader a favor, though. This is all a lie. It had nothing to do with military help. The favor had to do with the 2016 investigation that was already underway with the U.S. Attorney and the Attorney General. Uh, And in the case of Australia and these other countries, the President of the United States was asked by the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, to help give an entree to these investigators so these other governments would help. In the case of Australia also, uh, they contacted us before we contacted them. So this is all an effort by Schiff, a propagandist and a demagogue, to confuse people. He did not ask for a favor about Joe Biden. There was no favor for favor, value of something for value of some. None of this occurred, nothing. It was a very truly neutral conversation. The recipient of the discussion, the president of Ukraine, has said so. I didn't feel any pressure for anything. There was no withholding of military aid. They got their military aid. There was no withholding of the transcript. The transcript is public. There was no withholding of the uh, complaint. The complaint is public. The, it, the, the, the entire thing is nonsensical. It's, it's bizarre. Cut 13, go. We are concerned that the White House will attempt to stonewall our investigation, much as they have stonewalled uh, other committees. In so the in past. other words, they issue a subpoena and you can't defend yourself. Another branch of government cannot defend itself. Now, there was a warning about this, the impeachment process, if it wasn't done right, if you had people like Adam Schiff. And it was this, I think it was James Madison, but he pointed out that the concern they had was if the House of Representatives had unfettered control over this process or unfettered control to investigate an executive, then the president would be answerable to the House of Representatives and the House of Representatives could blackmail him. You do what we say, you give us what we want, or we're going to remove you. That's exactly what's taking place here. Or we will try to remove you. We will impeach you. 
President of the United States is not answerable to the House of Representatives. He is answerable to the American people. And the American people are not even involved in this process since Nancy Pelosi and Schiff and the rest of the Politburo will not allow a vote on the floor of the House of Representatives to launch an official impeachment inquiry. So you and I and everybody else, we're cut out of this process. It's an inside Washington process. With Pelosi from San Francisco and other chairmen who are from New York and Los Angeles and Baltimore. The rest of the country is literally cut out of this process. Your representative isn't involved in this process. These are the people driving it. These are the people driving it. This is an appalling abuse of power. And this is why Mitch McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate, somebody better get a hold of Romney and Sass, two buffoons who need to put their personal hatred and idiosyncrasies aside and understand. You want to defend the Constitution? Then defend it against this. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. of burglars admitted they specifically looked to see if there's an alarm. What's crazy is that one, only one in five homes have security. That's it. Maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. Simply Safe does. That's why it's my top choice, hands down. Simply Safe protects every door, window, and room with 24 7 professional monitoring. Now, around the clock monitoring is just $15 a month. But one thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, a lot of the time police assume it's a false alarm, and the call goes to the bottom of the list, but not with Simply Safe. Using their video verification technology, they are able to visually confirm that the break in is actually happening, allowing police to get to the scene 3.5 times faster than other home security companies. And for my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafemark.com. That's the address. Simplysafemark.com. Get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafemark.com. Simplysafemark.com. Adam Schiff. Cut 12. Go. The other thing I want to underscore, though, is. Um, Let's make it cut 13, then. Go. 
We are concerned that the White House will attempt to stonewall our investigation, much as they have stonewalled uh, other committees in the past. Um, so you see an argument over separation of powers, which is a legitimate debate that the executive branch can have about subpoenas that seek information that in the past the courts have said a White House does not have to give up, or in past practice they haven't, is obstruction and stonewalling. Obstruction and stonewalling. Folks, you ought to read a little bit about the French Revolution, because that's what the Democrats have become. Basically, anybody who disagrees with them disagrees with the best interests of the people, you see. And it is a constant revolution, or it was for 10 years, and it was incredibly bloody, this French Revolution. And anybody who disagreed with the revolution was executed. The guillotine was working nonstop, full-time. Even people who had originally participated in the French Revolution, they were killed too, off with their heads. It was called 10 years of terrorism and terror. 10 years of terror. Now, what's happening here is if you don't agree with the Democrats in the House of Representatives, there's no legitimate constitutional issue. There's no legitimate objection to any subpoena they issue. There's no legitimate interpretation of a phone call. There's no legitimate concern about the politicization of this whistleblower, so-called, and the whistleblower process. No. And if you look at the media, the media is trying to humiliate or mock or destroy anybody who dares to question any of this. So the media have become, as an aggregate, fascistic. It's very much a fascistic media with these progressive clowns running around. We got you here. We got you you on this one. Trashing people like John Solomon, who's been a tremendous reporter, trying to destroy Fox News. And some people are stupid enough to fall for that and to get involved in that, who even work there. That's the effort. You know, liberty and learning in a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. And in America today, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. This is a fantastic college. And this is a fantastic graduate school. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics the way Aristotle would. As a human activity oriented toward justice, a series of choices, guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Rejecting the idea that we have nothing to learn from the past, Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism and liberty the context of an ever-changing society and circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, and Hillsdale educates thoughtful students so they might perpetuate liberty. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth 
and defending liberty since 1844. During the break, I want you to do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, and check it out. You don't have to do anything else. Just check it out. levinforhillsdale.com. I'll be right back. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-381. So it's established now. That Adam Schiff lied and deceived the American people. That his staff worked with the whistleblower. I'm not buying all the spin out of the New York Times. I believe that was leaked by them, as I said earlier, to get the best possible coverage they could, because the New York Times is working with Adam Schiff. And um, and they're the ones that told him to go through the whistleblower process. This is why you keep hearing what magnificent process it is and what a magnificent whistleblower we have here, even from doofuses like uh, Senator Grassley. They run circles around these these uh, old bulls. They don't know what the hell's going on. And uh, they're, they're, every diabolical move they can possibly think of is what they're applying here. There is a movement to censure uh, Adam Schiff and that Movement should be pushed by the Republicans. Every single Republican should vote for that. Everyone. He has discredited himself and that needs to be exposed. But I want to take this a step further. Do you think Adam Schiff would have kept this quiet from Nancy Pelosi? Do you think Adam Schiff wouldn't have run down the hallway? Nancy, Nancy. Yeah. Yes, little Adam. What is it now? Guess what we found out, Nancy? And of course... This comports what I've been saying all along since at least Thursday, that Nancy Pelosi knew about the complaint, either had access to it or the information in the complaint, which is exactly why she called for a formal House impeachment inquiry without ever looking at the transcript. People out there saying, gee, Wellickers, uh, I don't understand why she hasn't even looked at the transcript, and yet she seems awfully cocksure she's going forward with the uh, impeachment process anyway. What, what is that all about? Uh, because she knew that they had what they wanted. Now look, folks, the extent to which Schiff and his staff worked with this whistleblower really isn't known. I think it's much, much deeper than they're letting on. The New York Times is running interference for them. It's a big deal. And you'll see how corrupt the media are tomorrow morning. Start with uh, Deliverance Boy, the banjo player, the morning schmo, and Mrs. Schmo. I've come to the conclusion, Mr. Producer, that Joe is actually dumber than Mika. I mean, this is a very low bar. And they'll bring on their assorted guests. Like, uh, who's the plagiarist? Michael, what's his, Mike something or other. And whatever happened to that sexual harassment? Though they had a real, quite a conga line there. And that'll be pushed by this. Dan Abrams, remember he's the legal analyst at ABC, uh, he'll, that, that, uh, that'll be pushed by his site. 
And they kind of push each other, you know. It's all connected. Very ugly. Oh, you'll see all the defenses of Adam Schiff. Wow, look here. Uh, there's no, no really a problem here. Uh, the way we read this is that sort of thing. This is a diversion. Trump's Hitler. Why are we wasting time with this? There are websites out there, too, some of which I used to like that are so over the top I can't even look at them anymore. You agree with me, Mr. Producer? They have flipped. So they're not even trying to be objective, let alone pro-Trump. They're just hostile and anti in every respect. So that's that. It's very sad, but that's that. Here's Adam Schiff today saying, Damn it, when I issue a subpoena, I either get what I ask for, or I'm going to hang you by your feet at the closest telephone pole. Cut 14, go. We are deeply concerned about uh, Secretary Pompeo's effort now to uh, potentially interfere with witnesses who... See, interfere with witnesses, you see. So Schiff and his staff go around the usual procedures directly to the individuals they want at the State Department or former State Department individuals uh, to make it almost impossible for the White House to assert executive privilege, should it wish to. And they make it clear, you're not to come here with any White House or administration lawyers. So now what Schiff is saying is, I get to pick the witnesses, I get to issue the subpoenas, I get to tell them if they get counsel or what kind of counsel they can have. I get to run the whole damn government. Now, this is some creep from one congressional district that has nothing to do with me, doesn't represent me. This guy's unbelievable. Go ahead. Testimony is needed before our committee, many of whom are mentioned. It's not for your committee. It's for the Democrats. Let me make it abundantly clear so the backbenchers can regurgitate it. This is not a committee investigation. It's a Democrat Party investigation. So when they say this is for Congress, this is for the committee, we believe in the Constitution, it's all BS. This is for the Democrats on the committee, the Democrats in Congress, and so forth. Go ahead. Um, And we want to make it abundantly clear that any effort by the Secretary, by the President, or anyone else to interfere with the Congress's ability to call before it relevant witnesses see, will see be- this is that if you dare to assert separation of powers and use that well-worn doctrine three equal branches of government co-equal I am warning you if you dare to do that I Adam Schiff will hold you as in obstruction and include you on our list go ahead evidence of obstruction of the lawful functions of Congress. Uh, and more than that, will allow a, an adverse inference to be drawn. Wait a minute. As so not only that, we're going to use it to impeach the president. Go ahead. Underlying facts uh, that if they are going to prevent witnesses from coming forward to testify on the allegations in the whistleblower complaint, um, that will create an adverse uh, inference that uh, those allegations are, in fact, correct. Let me, I mean, this guy's worse than Stalinist. So, in other words, if, if the executive branch rages, raises a well-understood executive privilege claim that Adam Schiff says, you do that, 
we're going to assume the allegations are correct. So there's no due process of any kind. In other words, he is trashing the entire notion of justice in Western civilization since the Enlightenment. Of the whole notion of justice. Look, if you don't do what I tell you to do and you don't listen to me, see, you don't do that. See, we can do that too, Adam, if that is your name. Don't you think this guy was kicked all over the place on the playground, Mr. Producer? Every damn day, his lunch was taken from him. I promise you, when I get older, I'm going to get back at you. I really will. But he's not the real problem. Nancy Stretch Pelosi is the real problem. Stretch? I think it should be obvious by now. Her eyeballs are popping out of her head. Stretch? The loose skin has been tied repeatedly behind her head. I'm convinced of this. Maybe we need to subpoena her and her plastic surgeon or surgeons. Whole team, probably. Look, don't blame me. I'm just telling you what I observe. Oh, Nancy really didn't want impeachment. You listen to these idiots on TV and radio going, she really can't control her, her, her left wing. She is the radical left wing. She's timed this out. She told Ayach months ago, we're going to do this, we're going to do it my way. See? Bugsy Nancy. Should we call her Bugsy Nancy for Bugsy Siegel? What do you think, Mr. Bedus? You know who Bugsy Siegel was, Rich? Mobster in L.A. and so forth. They had to take him out, too. He was uncontrollable. He was a hitman. Ooh. So if I call her Bugsy Siegel, I'm comparing her to a man. I'm not, but that shouldn't offend anybody since genitalia is out now. And Bugsy's a rabbit, you know, like Bugs Bunny. Cut 15, go. And this president of the United States is stooping to a level that is beneath the dignity of the Constitution of the United States. Oh, that's precious, as you can barely speak those words with the dentures loosening in your mouth. Yes, yes. So the president's beneath the dignity of the Constitution of the United States, which they hate, which they undermine all the time, which they say was written by and ratified by slaveholders. They hate it. They hate the founders. They hate all of it. But now they wrap themselves in it to try and impress the doofuses out there who believe this stuff. Go ahead. Since the chairman mentioned our founders, they put guardrails in the Constitution because they knew there might be someone who would overplay his or her power. Like you, you idiot. Like you. And the way you're exercising your power. Go ahead. Thought that we would have a president who would kick those guardrails over and disregard the president's the Constitution. not kicking any guardrails, genius. He hasn't done anything unconstitutional. He hasn't violated any law. I wonder how you and that stupid husband of yours, Paul, just kind of hangs around like a mannequin. I wonder how the two of you would do with a special counsel investigating you and your finances and your family. I wonder how you'd hold up. I wonder how you hold up if you weren't in Congress, but you were the target of Congress. And you and your family and your accountants had subpoena after subpoena targeting you. I wonder how you would hold up. And you claim that's the Constitution, that the Constitution compels this? Not our Constitution. Go ahead. 
Proposition uh, Article Two says that I can do whatever I feel like. President so this- didn't say I can do whatever I feel like. You idiot. That's that's Adam Schiff. She's a propagandist. This is how she gets elected in San Francisco. Go ahead. This is sad. We have to be prayerful. We have to be prayerful, she says. Does she strike you as somebody who's prayerful, abortion on demand, post-life abortion? We have to be prayerful. As long as it's not in the public square, as long as it's not in the schoolroom, she's got committee chairmen who say, take under God out of the out of the oath when we swear in these various witnesses. But she now she's prayerful. All of a sudden, she's a person of faith and God. I'm prayerful. We're really, we're praying a lot about this, you know. We really are. We're very prayerful. Every night I'm saying prayers. Can you see? I'm, I'm prayerful about this and Donald Trump and the country. I'm really worried about it. I'm prayerful. Go ahead. We have to be worthy of the Constitution as we go forward. We have to be Worthy fair. of the Constitution. Since when are leftists worthy of the Constitution that they so hate? If you understand progressivism, and you do, they hate the Constitution. They hate separation of powers. They hate federalism. They hate the limitations the Constitution place on the mighty and the powerful politicians in Washington, D.C., and their desire to centralize all authority under themselves. And look what she says about the president. There are guard, guardrails in the uh, Constitution <laughs> against fools like you. Go ahead. President, and that's why this is a, an, investiga- an inquiry and not an outright impeachment. Okay. That's not even coherent. Don't you need an inquiry before you impeach, Mr. Producer? And that's, we have to be fair to the president, fair to the president. She gets up there and lies through her teeth. She is the Fidel Castro of the House of Representatives. Cut 16, go. And as you've heard me say over and over again, the dark days of the revolution, Thomas Paine said, the times have found us. Thomas Paine would be so disgusted with you, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. He would find you to be a reprehensible tyrant. Your agenda, your party, your conduct, your strategy. You cite Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine would call for an armed revolution against you. I'm not. But if you understood Thomas Paine, you would understand what he was about. The party against the Second Amendment? How do you think Thomas Paine would react to that? Go ahead. Times have found us now. Not that we place ourselves in a category of greatness of our founders. No, no, no. Now they love the founders. Racist bastards. My God. Slave owners. Those who weren't just as bad. They didn't end slavery. Founders. White supremacists. White supremacists. Now we have white privilege. Bastards. The founders. Now, it's, you know, uh, not that we're as great as the founders, of course, and uh, 
And Thomas Paine, of course, you know, he, he, would, he would say, uh, the times have found us. She, uh, she went to a Chinese restaurant, opened a fortune cookie in Chinatown in San Francisco, and she found the quote. She said, my husband, Paul, 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 look at this. Look at this in my sherbet. I, 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 I have this, this fortune cookie. I opened it up. It quotes Thomas Paine. I'm going to use this, Paul. Uh, go ahead, honey. Yeah, I'm going to use this, Paul. It's a, it's a good quote. And I think I'll play the lottery numbers on the back of the thing, too. And the, you know, the little strip. I think I'll play the lottery numbers on the back, too. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. We do place ourselves in a time of urgency on the threat to the Constitution, a system of checks and balances. Threats uh, to the Constitution, a system of checks and balances. But you damn well better reply to our subpoenas. And you damn well better turn over your phone calls from Putin. And you damn well better turn over that grand jury information. But don't worry, we believe in checks and balances. A system of temperance. But the urgency of the moment, you see, requires us to use these tools and these techniques. For democracy. Go ahead. It's being made. Uh, It is... um they fought for All right, shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Here's my question. We have shows like The View, right, with all women as the uh, permanent hosts. Is there a show like that for men, where there's four or five men sitting around? I'm, I'm serious. I don't watch a lot of this daytime stuff. Do you know, Mr. Producer? I don't think there is a show with uh, men sitting around like The View. Is there? Well, maybe there is, but I'm not aware of any. It's quite discriminatory to me. Hillary Clinton was on The View today. Cut 20, go. I do think that he knows uh, that uh, he's an illegitimate president. Mm. And because of that, he is, he's, he's very uh, insecure about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he's trying to do now. I mean, part of the Ukraine scandal that is slowly coming to light is he's trying to figure out how to say, no, no, it wasn't the Russians, even though our Every one of the people on The View... Couldn't make it somewhere else. Two of them couldn't make it on radio. There's, it's, it's such a pathetic show. Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, he knows he's an illegitimate president. She's not challenged. The clapping seals in the audience agree with her. I'll be right back. seems so confusing. Mark will be glad to clear that up for you. Call him now at 877-381-3811. By the way, I see Bernie Sanders had some stents uh, implanted. I want to wish him well. I have three stents in my chest. I also had bypass surgery subsequently. I wonder if Bernie had those stents in Canada or Mexico, Mr. Producer. I wonder where he went for those stents. I'm just curious. Chief 
Editor-in-chief of Breitbart News is Alex Marlowe, who does a hell of a job, and from time to time I'm a visitor there on his program. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Mark. It's so great to be on your broadcast, and I always love having you on mine. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So something's going on out there in L.A., right, with your uh, organization in the LAPD of all places? Yeah, your audience is familiar with the efforts of the left to try to shut down people on the right. Usually it's with these sort of woke corporate fascists who are trying to use their clout as corporations to try to silence people. But that's expanded as of this weekend, where a Daily Beast editor suggested that the Los Angeles Police Department not put recruitment ads on Breitbart News. Now, the ads show up for LAPD recruitment via Google's algorithmic app algorithmic advertising placement on Breitbart. This has now been deemed an outrage by the Los Angeles Police Department, who says Breitbart, which is arguably the largest pro-law enforcement website operating in the United States and happens to be based in Los Angeles, we are now opposed to their core values. That's their expression, not ours. I think this is unbelievably frightening uh, because Breitbart is, of course, an incredibly diverse, incredibly large outlet that has people from every single background out there. This is a war on conservatism, and now conservatives are apparently banned from uh, LAPD. Who was the reporter at the Daily Beast who launched this? A guy named Noah Shackman. He's the editor-in-chief. The editor-in-chief of the Daily Beast. Don't you find it amazing that other outlets are trying to put you and other other outlets, that, that outlets are trying to put outlets out of business? Well, amazing is one way of putting it. I think it's uh, utter fear, because the reason why we have a conservative movement in America is because people don't listen to the, uh, to the alphabet networks. They don't get their news from the New York Times or from CNN. Uh, they can get their news from talk radio, and now they can get their news from a network of online outlets and some streaming outlets. Uh, Breitbart might be the most influential of all of those, uh, aside from, of course, talk radio as a whole is, is, of course, number one and has been for decades. Uh, But this is a new thing that will stop the left in their tracks and has time and time again. That's what this is about. The LAPD, were you able to speak to anybody there? Uh, We were able to speak only off record. And, of course, we asked them, and I I can't divulge divulge too much because I want to be an honorable journalist. But let's put it this way. They did not have great answers when we asked them, what is it in our core values that do not match up with the LAPD? We're overwhelmingly pro-law enforcement. We have a hugely diverse staff with uh, it just top to bottom. The company's owned and run by Jews. Uh, we've got a black entertainment editor, a black copy chief, a Hispanic woman as our national security chief. Uh, it is top to bottom. It's laughable, Mark, to suggest we're anything other than a diverse coalition of millions of Americans. And they won't give us an example. They won't give us a single example of what we do that's against their core values. And I'll tell you something else you are. You're very pro-Israel, and it's very interesting that they try and tag this anti-Semitic line on you guys, given what you just said, and given uh, you have Aaron, Aaron out there, and you have Aaron, Aaron Klein, Klein and others, course, and Pollock. In, in our Jerusalem Bureau. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny, because if you look at the New York Times, endless anti-Semitism, endless examples of anti-Semitism, same with aspects of the Democrat Party. But you guys, you're too, uh, you're, you're like kryptonite, apparently. You're not, you're not allowed to be associated with the LAPD. What are you going to do about this? What can you do about this? Well, what I would like to do is I would love to see people contact the LAPD. I would love to see particularly the rank and file, even though they're putting themselves at significant risk if they do that. You can tweet at them at LAPDHQ and uh, try to reach out 
if you can, and to suggest that a government law enforcement entity discriminating against conservatives that hold normative viewpoints in America is not just inappropriate, it's wildly frightening to a lot of people. And we know that the rank-and-file law enforcement, both of the LAPD, are pro-Breitbart, and they're pro-conservative, and they like the things that we stand for. It's the uh, people at the very upper echelons. And by the way, Mark, to your point, and thank you for noting uh, some of the wonderful Jewish colleagues I have at Breitbart, we've exposed anti-Semitism at Mm. the New York Times. So to suggest that we don't take that seriously, we take it more seriously than the New York Times. And of course, you were the first employee at Breitbart, and Breitbart himself was Jewish. Absolutely, as is our CEO, Larry, uh, lifetime best friend of Andrew Breitbart. It's just amazing how they get these narratives and they just keep pushing and pushing them. It's just the left. The left does not believe in a diversity of viewpoint. It believes in uniformity and it seeks to inform it. But you're right. It's not the, the cop on the street. They probably don't know anything about this. It's the cops at the top who are answerable to City Hall and they're saying, look what we just did. So you want my audience to do what exactly? Well, I would love for people to tweet at them, to call the phone number on the LAPD website, have family and friends reach out. Uh, and most importantly, I think, Mark, it's time for us to stand up and be counted now. It's not enough to be passive and just to wait for November every other year and vote. I think people need to start being more vocal. And I know there's a risk, but it feels like the country is at stake. Does not does it not mm-hmm. feel like to you the stakes keep getting Absolutely. higher and higher? Yeah, no, this is different. This is much different than when I started uh what, 40, 40 years ago almost, and the conservative movement, this is much different. It's a very serious threat, and it's a threat across the board. I can't think of any norm, any part of the civil society that's not under attack. Can you? No, I can't. And when you think about how Breitbart is not just a coalition, I mean, we have 20 million readers, not to mention our 38 hours of broadcasting Sirius XM. I mean, do you think Sirius XM wants to be in business, a publicly traded company with a bunch of racists, which is the implication here? Of course not. And they, they, they can't cite one example of racism if you ever ask them to do it. This is about tamping out conservative voices. And started with these companies, but those are private companies, so there's only so much you can do. When one of the major cities of our country has their law enforcement chief going out there and saying a pro-law enforcement website goes against their core values, this is frightening. Mark, I see this not just as an attack on Breitbart and our audience. Uh, but it, it'll be it'll be you next. It'll be Fox. It'll be whatever it is your favorite online website that provides news that's not CNN approved. Uh, they're coming for you next. We're just the tip of the spear here. What did they say their core values are that you're violating? That's exactly what we keep asking them, and we do not get an answer. They just announce that we're racist, and then they move on. That's just incredible. I mean, uh, all right. Well, keep us keep us updated on this, okay, Alex. Uh, absolutely, and thanks so much for the incredible platform you provide. No, no, no. We, we much appreciate it. That's Alex Marlowe, Editor-in-Chief, Breitbart News, which is under attack. God bless and take care. You believe this, Mr. Producer? Senior level of the LAPD. I mean, I'm a free speech guy. It's what I am. That's what I am. So if you have a differing viewpoints or that sort of thing, but the point is their viewpoints on law enforcement are not much different from... Uh, the rank-and-file police officer, but the top levels in these major cities of the police forces, you know, the, the politically appointed cops and so forth at the top levels in these big blue cities re- reporting to these, these Marxist mayors, they're sellouts. 
Again, we're not talking about the cop on the beat and so forth. We're talking about at the very top. They're sellouts like they were in Baltimore, in New York, with Mayor DiCamio, in other cities too. It's very sad. All right. We haven't taken any calls. We've, we've had a lot to talk about today, a lot for you to digest. Michael, Charlotte, North Carolina on the Mark Levin app. Go. Yes, sir. Go hey, for it, baby. You know, one of the things that's really, really difficult to do, you are so good at covering so many different aspects of so many different things. Thank you. You get on the phone, and you want to call you, and you want to make your point, and by the time we get done listening into all the different things that you bring out, you know, I mean, you're my constitutional uh, go-to. But Thank anyway, you, buddy. Uh, Appreciate it. Have Having said that, this, 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 this is what really aggravates me. Um, and, you know, I listen to Sean Hannity, I listen to Tucker, I listen to NPR and all the other things that, right. that are out there. But the other, this is what prompted me to call you. The other day, Sean Hannity had... No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not talking about other hosts. We're not doing okay. that. There was, a, there was another... Uh, individual that... No, I'm not talking about other hosts. Okay. All right, well, let me put it to you this way. Why is it that the Senate... Why is it that Lindsey Graham talks a good game but doesn't do a damn thing? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, the Senate in general, there's... It's just, I agree with you. It's even worse. Grassley's out there. I oh, don't, don't attack the whistleblower. I mean, what? Excuse me? Well, Excuse that's, me. That's my point. So, so, but so I, but I agree with you. So why aren't all these other people that are supposed to? I agree? I can't speak for everybody else, but uh, I I I've been on this thing about the Senate. They're sitting on their thumbs. Uh, they have committees. They can have uh, hearings. They can issue subpoenas. I mean, the the issues of involving uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden they're not just for the House Democrats. But look, McConnell leads it. <clears throat> These guys are scared of their own shaft. You got Corn in McConnell, this guy from Missouri. I can't remember his name. He's such a nothing burger. Um, the leadership of the Republican Party is very weak in the House in the uh, United States Senate. It is go along, get along, just make sure they don't shut down the government. And uh, <clears throat> I heard McConnell say, "We're going to have a trial. That's our rules. We can't change the rules unless we have 67 votes to do so." Obviously, we don't. He says, "But you know, maybe it'll be a short trial." I have a better idea. I have a guest this Sunday, Robert Ray's, a former independent counsel, White War independent counsel. He picked up where Ken Starr left off. I spoke to him today. I interviewed him today. Sometimes I do it early when I have to get the guest, and he was magnificent. And he said one of the things they could do is the trial comes up, there's a motion to dismiss, and then dismiss it. He said when he was the Whitewater Independent Counsel, and the matter went to the United States Senate, there was a motion to dismiss. And, of course, it was defeated. But a motion to dismiss with a simple majority in the Senate, and that would be that. Now, here's the problem. Romney, Sass, some of these other uh, uh, drama types... They said, well, you know, I'm standing up for the Constitution and the process, when in fact they're not. They're giving their imprimatur to Nancy Pelosi's undermining of the constitutional order. Thank you for your call, my friend. I just want to underscore this point. There is no way the United States Senate 
no way the United States Senate should confirm or give its imprimatur to what Nancy Pelosi is doing in the House. No way. No way. Not with the Republicans in the Senate, but I fear that they will. I hope that they don't. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, I didn't get to everything I wanted to get to, but we did a pretty good job, I think. Listen tomorrow and you'll hear it repeated. Or you can listen to my podcast and listen to the original. The Mark Levin Podcast. Let me find the thing here, Mr. Producer, so I can remind everybody how to do it. Here's what you do. You go to my radio homepage on our website, marklevinshow.com. That's the mothership. Click on the Audio Rewind button at the uh, top, middle of the top of the homepage. So that's step two. That'll take you to the podcast page. And then choose the podcast that you want. That is the platform. You can get Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. You download it to your iPhone or whatever, and you're set. So I go with you everywhere. If you take a trip, business trip, family vacation, or if you're busy, it's a holiday when my show is on, or you got kids stuff going, whatever it is, you'll never miss the show. You just go to the podcast. If we're preempted for baseball, preempted for football, preempted for some nonsense, again, you'll be able to listen on my podcast. So I want to strongly encourage you. You may not think you're going to use it, but many, many millions of people are using it now. So you ought to at least have it set with the app or download it with the podcast. So go to marklevinshow.com, click on the audio rewind, middle of the top of the homepage, and you'll go to the podcast page and pick the podcast platform that you want. It's that simple. And we'll be with you forever, everywhere. We'll stalk you. We'll follow you. Actually, you'll be stalking me and following me. And that's just fine. You know, we're learning even more about Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats' plan to socialize and therefore destroy our medicine. They want you to believe that international price indexing, a term you're going to hear them use over and over again, will lead to lower drug costs. Now, the Pelosi plan would set drug prices based on what socialist European countries set them on. Now, what is really designed to do is move us from a care-based model to a European cost-based model. These are the same European countries where patients are experiencing rationing, waiting periods, denied access to cutting-edge drugs. You've read a lot of these stories. We've talked about them. Where people are on, you know, these horrible situations where they're waiting months and months and months and many of them don't make it. Today, the United States has access to the most cancer treatment drugs in the world because of competition, our market system, where there's an incentive to develop these life-preserving and life-extending drugs. It's the reason the United States is way ahead of Europe in cancer survival rates. I notice Bernie Sanders never talks about that. But cost-based systems focus solely on cost instead of care. So if Washington bureaucrats determine the treatment you need is too costly, you're not going to get it. And like in Europe, if it's too expensive, you're out of luck. International price indexing is another socialist pill too painful to swallow. Folks, get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, 
TrueHealthCareFacts.com. That's TrueHealthCareFacts.com. All right. Let's see. Let us go to Natalie, or Natalia, I should say, Orange, California, 870 The Answer, KRLA. Hi, Mr. Levin. It's an honor to get through to speak to you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I'm uh, actually really looking forward to going to the town hall this Sunday. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yes. uh, I actually only discovered you, like, a few years ago. And so, and me and my boyfriend love you and Gorka. And so we're really hoping to get down Everybody loves Gorka. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody calls him Seb, I call him the Gork. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm like a little... That's all right, here. don't worry, there's only millions of people listening. Anyway, what can I do for you? Um, I'm sure you don't, I, I don't think you have any control over this, but is there any way, I listen through you through SiriusXM. Mm-hmm. Is there any way we can get them to, like, put you on demand so I don't have to miss Miss hmm. the show? Why don't you go to the podcast? Oh, is there a podcast? Yes, there's a podcast. Here, I want you to go one more time. Go to marklevinshow.com, click on the audio rewind, middle of the top of the homepage, and then you'll go to the podcast page, and then you can just download it. Okay. I have everything for everybody. <laughs> well, the, uh, it's... It, well, I'm just, so glad that you're saying everything you're saying because I can't tell you how much I just agree with you and it's just... How old are you? I'm 30. 30 and your boyfriend's how old? And my boyfriend is 37. How do you like that? And I'm going to meet you guys Sunday. Well, make sure you remind me that you got through and you called and I appreciate it. And now i got to run. I apologize, folks. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency pals, all those folks who protect us. Tonight, we also want to salute our president and thank him for standing up. He's the general. We're the infantry. Now, we don't mean war, uh, Kinzinger, you idiot. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.